0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Block Movies. I'm your host, Buck, and today my co-host is Linus Montgomery, who you might know from his short run on the equine-centric reality competition, Prancing with the Stars, where D-list celebrities, children, and spouses learn the art of horse dancing. Needless to say, it only lasted one season.
1: At least I didn't get voted out week one.
0: You probably stuck around as long as you did because you insisted on performing shirtless.
1: Whatever, you liked it. I did. I tried to ride bareback, but listeners, bareback is not safe, especially for beginners.
2: You hear that? Barebacking is dangerous. Now, presenting from Montgomery Innovations, the newest in contraceptive technology Force Skin, the force field condom. You never have to bareback again. No, stop it. Your family's
0: business is not sponsoring this episode. Hey, I shot my shot. Ugh. Well, since she ruined the surprise by opening her skanky mouth, we also have a special guest co-host this week, Linus's sister, Sally Montgomery, also known to the world as the supervillain Sally Mander.
2: Hey, all you Sally Mander fanders out there.
1: No one calls themselves that. Anyway, Sally is joining us by a video chat today because she's on the run for being a vicious murder sociopath.
2: Linus, you know I identify as psychopath, not sociopath.
1: Whatever. Why is she here again? Sally loves rom-coms. It felt weird not including her.
0: Still, it just seems a little rude to invite my arch-nemesis onto my podcast without running it by me first.
2: Stop your blabbering and let's talk about love, you little (sighs) sidekick
0: Fine. Today, we are discussing the romantic comedy Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. All right, so as usual, I have printed out the Wikipedia plot summary of the movie, and uh, let's just go into it. Win a Date with Ted Hamilton is a 2004 American romantic comedy film. The film follows a small-town girl who wins a contest for a date with a male celebrity and a love triangle forms between the girl, the star, and the girl's best friend. And before I read any more, I have to say it's not a love triangle, it's a V. Because the triangle implies that, like, everyone has a relationship with each other, right?
2: Do we uh, need to seriously go there? I don't
1: know. I think he's got a point.
0: Ugh. Well, okay. So, like, if Ted Hamilton was, like, friends with the other guy, Pete, then, like, it would be a triangle, but they are strangers, so, like...
2: Okay, but in rom-coms, it's a love triangle. It's not a V.
0: But never mind.
1: But just because there's three points, they, all three need to be connected in order for it to be a triangle.
2: Yeah, a V still has three points. Vs rule the world, okay? We all know.
0: Anyway, uh, let's see. What does it say next? The film only earned seventeen point one million in the U.S. and four point two million overseas for a worldwide total of twenty one point three million dollars, making it a commercial failure against a twenty two million dollar budget.
1: Ouch! Yeah, yeah. woof. That's
0: yeah, not not great. I guess uh, we'll just get into the plot now and see where it goes from there. So, right. uh, Linus, uh, start with this section.
1: Okay. A soldier and a nurse emerge from two 1940 style cars in the middle of the night. As the nurse runs up to the soldier, the camera switches, revealing that this is a film scene. Ooh. Oh. oh, it's a movie within a movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't really care for the misdirect there. I thought this was going to be a cool period piece. Ugh. Rosalie, Kathy, and Pete, Piggly Wiggly store workers. Do we have those here?
2: No, but I've been to them. I've it's ne- a grocery store.
0: Mm. Oh, I've, I've never heard of a Piggly Wiggly.
2: Their mascot is a pig. I mean,
0: that makes sense from the word pig being in the title. But does the pig wiggle? If I get my
2: hands on it. Ooh. Is this going to be a bacon reference now? It sizzles. What can I say? <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay, so they work at the Piggly Wiggly store in a place called Fraser's Bottom, West Virginia. Oh, that's uh, just asking for it. So, anyway, the three friends are watching the film, and as the nurse asks for forgiveness and the soldier agrees, the woman in the audience are moved to tears, and Pete is clearly unimpressed. Okay, yeah, that's how I felt watching this movie.
2: I mean, Pete's not a very empathetic character. No, agree.
1: Yeah, yeah Pete was kind of a f- boy.
2: Mm hmm. 100%. I Toxic mean, masculinity, 100% would burn. But Ted Hamilton was like the ultimate f- boy, right? But in a good way. Because he's rich? And hot. Hot.
1: Okay. She has a point. Uh, I know. I mean, I have eyes. Wasn't Josh Dumel in the Transformer movies? I don't know. Maybe?
0: Oh, that reminds me of a henchwoman I fought once. Her name was Transform Her. Did you say Transformer or Transform Her? Transform Her. Weird. Yeah, she was like Clayface, but she couldn't shape her own body. Someone else had to do the molding and shaping part for her.
1: Hey, I don't know what Clayface, but wasn't there a sidekick named Gayface? Oh
0: yeah, Gayface was a hero who sidekicked in drag. She could shoot rainbows out of her eyes, she sang gay club classics while she fought crime, and she could shoot glitter out of her fingers.
1: Whatever happened to her? I'm not sure.
2: Oh, I killed her. As she burned alive, her cheap wig melted onto her face, and she belted out Last Dance at the top of her lungs. Girl could sing. Wow. I hate you.
1: Okay, so as the ladies wonder what the film star Tad Hamilton is doing at the moment, Tad is described by his agent as a drinking, driving, smoking, leering, and groping all the same time. Okay, that sounds like kind of a rad time, if I'm being honest.
0: Wait, so... I mean, drinking and driving and smoking, those are like three things that I guess somebody could do all at once, but like leering and groping, like how do you keep your hands on the wheel while also groping and smoking and drinking? Like,
2: I mean, he didn't, I mean, did you see the movie? He didn't really have his hands on the wheel. They were kind of all over that girl in the passenger
0: seat. drive with his knees. I mean, that Maybe. takes skill that I don't have. Clearly. But with my antlers now, I can't fit in a car, so I guess I'll never know. He,
2: it was a convertible. I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: It? Well, I can fit in a convertible. So yeah, yeah that makes could do sense. It. You could
2: try. Okay.
0: Yeah, I could try drinking, driving, <coughs> and groping, and smoking, and smoking all at the same time.
1: Give it a go, man. You only live once. <laughs> okay. So his agent tells Tad that his hedonism is damaging his reputation and career opportunities. You see, I think that's an unfair judgment of hedonism.
2: Yeah. And what's wrong with a little hedonism? Never heard anybody. A lot.
1: Okay. To improve Bias. his image and convince a film director to cast him. His agents establish a competition to win a date with Tad with proceeds benefiting the charity Save the Children. Sounds bogus to me anyway. Anyway, Rosalie finds an online advertisement for the competition. So I'm looking at my notes
0: because I took notes while we just watched this. And I wrote that the agents or maybe manager and agent are played by Nathan Lane and Sean Hayes, which I didn't realize until i rewatched this, this uh, because it's been like 10 years i think since i saw it the last time so um i love them they're great
1: they were both dicks
0: oh yeah they weren't nice but
1: no no they, they were both named richard
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's true they had the same name which was richard levy yeah they said mm-hmm. okay yeah that's fun but they didn't tell us that till like toward the end of the movie and that would
2: have been a fun joke yeah. to play on like if we learned earlier mm-hmm. agree yeah I did like the Sean Hayes dick character, really liked noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatable. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: very relatable to just pound noodles like pound that. Pound them. Yeah, just noodles
0: everywhere. What What's the next
2: section here say? With the help of the Piggly Wiggly customers and a reluctant Pete, Kathy and Rosalie raise the $100 entrance fee as Pete tells his superior that he will leave for college in Richmond after he talks with someone about going to richmond with me i wonder who someone is see
1: and he right off the bat he's doing a bad job he's being too vague he's just implying when he should just go for it
2: mhm yeah
1: can we talk about how one of the cashiers there was octavia <laughs> freaking spencer yeah. like a true
2: legendary actor it was like three lines just
1: shafted
2: janine
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that she was playing, like, the stereotypical role of, like, sassy black employee at the grocery store.
2: Yeah, that was painful even for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not cool.
2: But it was nice seeing her face. She's great. Loved it. You want me to keep going? Yeah. A news crew arrives outside Rosalie's home because she has won the date with Tad. A despondent Pete accompanies her to the airport. Awed by Los Angeles. Wait, 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 wait. This says nothing about, what does he say? Guard your carnal treasure. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: That sounds like an awesome 80s hair metal band.
2: See, I remember watching this as a young Sally, and this didn't bother me. But now, the toxic masculinity, like her carnal treasure is none of your goddamn business. Is that her hymen? Is that carnal treasure? I guess. Like all of it? All of the bits?
1: Oh. Yeah, it's just... It, Why hmm. is
2: he talking to her about that? And if like, they're friends or cousins or whatever. If they're
1: friends or cousins, yeah, Like th- this almost feels more like a conversation she would have with her dad. Still inappropriate.
2: And he yells it yeah. again. Ooh. Yeah,
0: he's really controlling. He's like, guard your carnal treasure, daughter, cousin, best friend, love interest.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's really controlling of her. It's gross. Um, she's
1: a grown woman and she can f-
2: who she wants. And she's yeah. too nice to him. Mm-hmm. She should be like, shut the up. F- up. Yeah. If this was made in 2022, I feel like she would be more liberated. I hope.
0: Yeah. It it also, um, I also took some other notes. It skipped over completely the fact that he warns her, other than the carnal treasure stuff, that if he says he likes animals, he's trying to sleep with you. Yes. Um, what about all the guys out there, like me, who really do like animals? Like, I'm not just a hound dog. And I what mean, about
2: the the women who like to burn animals and watch them crisp?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Guess also, right. there are some catchphrases that she has, like shikadoo <laughs> mm-hmm. is one of them, and "yikesabe." Yikesabee.
2: Who talks like that?
0: Just imagine, like flirting with someone that you think is, like, really cute and sexy, and then all of a sudden they're just like, ooh, yikes Like, I'm going to have to really reconsider my crush at that
2: point.
1: It was the, the Zetus Lapidus of its time.
2: Not great. Okay, anyway. Odd by Los Angeles Rosalie becomes tongue-tied in Tad's presence. The date does not go well. Rosalie vomits in the limousine, and when Tad mentions his love of animals, which Pete had warned was a sign of sexual intentions, her suspicions are raised. After seeing Tad's house, Rosalie requests to return to the hotel and soon returns home, leaving Tad thoughtful and with blue balls.
0: I don't think the description says blue
1: balls, does it?
2: Well, we all know. Oh, there's... Yeah, they're on. so blue. Yeah. I
1: mean, um, in, in her defense, even if she did want to sleep with him, I would feel very uncomfortable in that Mr. Freeze-ass house.
2: hmm
0: It did look like it was covered in, like, ice. Yeah.
2: Needed some fire. Yeah. I could warm that place up.
0: Totally skipped over Katherine Hahn's character. Not, not even mentioned Ugh. in the recap. We already met her in the bar earlier. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Catherine Hahn, who is amazing.
1: Dreamboat.
2: S- stole the movie,
0: maybe? Yeah, she's Dare she was say? the heart and soul of this movie. I did not like Pete. Kathy was funny at times, but kind of stereotyped. Like, like,
2: I didn't even know her name was Kathy until we read this summary. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, like, when does when she ever say her name? I think they call her Kat at one point, but her name tag says Kathy. I was going to say, so they're wearing very, name
1: tags all the time. Rosalie
2: but. is a friend, let's just say it. She acts all sweet and nice, but really, she's just a selfish b-
0: so the other thing that wasn't mentioned, I, I took a note that you had a strong opinion about how Pete made sandwiches. He was just squirting he condiments was, <laughs> everywhere.
2: <laughs> you can't just haphazardly squirt condiments all over the place. Yeah, and
1: I don't, that didn't bother me. The the, the spontaneity, it's, it's it's uh, you know, it's, it's an art as much as it's a science.
2: It requires some precision, though. I
0: can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Sally. You can't just have like, like a big blob of mustard on one side and like, mayo on another and like lettuce in one bite and no meat in another. It's just, you have to have like even distribution of condiments. You can't just like squirt them in a pile. Thank
1: you. You guys don't know living the spontaneity, the surprise in every bite. Considering that you've had
0: chefs make your food for every meal for like 20 plus (laughs) years. I won't take advice from you about how to make a sandwich. (laughs) You just learned how to use a microwave two weeks ago. (laughs) Those things are confusing. Okay. Okay. What does the the recap say
2: next? Okay, so Pete is about to tell Rosalie about moving to Richmond when she is surprised by Tad's sudden arrival. So now they're back in Fat Bottom, whatever it's called. Although she is still cynical, when he admits to not having his priorities straight, she is convinced of his good intentions.
1: See, this is where I'm talking about Kathy being a bad friend because she immediately tried to flirt with and tried to sleep with Tad Hamilton in oh, that yeah. situation she with offered, Rosalie totally present. Yeah. She
2: offered to f- him. It wasn't like flirt. It was yeah. like, I will do things to you. Yeah. She's like, take me, take me, take me,
0: etc. Take me. Yeah. Oh, uh, we never mentioned about her sideways sitting. It says that that Rosalie vomits in the limousine, but she says something about how uh, we don't have sideways <laughs> seating in West Virginia. Um, so- I find it
1: hard to believe that there's not one stretch limousine. In all In, of West Virginia. Yeah.
2: I know. We have like five just at our house.
1: At least she didn't sh herself.
2: <laughs> that was uncalled for.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least she was wearing a, a, a skirt, like a dress, so it could have just like fallen right out, I suppose.
1: I guess. I just, I just knew I'd rather vomit than the other thing.
0: Yeah. No, Better the true.
1: attic, not the basement.
0: Yeah. You also said that it gave you a splash vibe?
2: Love a rom-com with a starry-eyed beautiful blonde girl who doesn't quite understand the world that she's been thrust into. Thrust, <gasps> And the man who's charmed by this childlike innocence. And this movie definitely captures that. I mean, Kate Bosworth is not a mermaid in this movie, although she can swim like one, as she proves in Blue Crush, another gem we should watch sometime. But yeah, her innocence is just all the more reason for the hunky Josh DeMille to fall in love.
1: Yeah, she may not have been a mermaid, but yeah, she was definitely a fish out of water. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh, the
0: one thing that stuck in my mind, um, Pete and Kathy are looking out the piggly wiggly window after Tad comes to, like, visit her in West Virginia, and they say, and that was the last time we ever saw her. And all I could think of was, is this taking a true crime turn? Like, is this turning into like a kidnap murderer Ooh, situation? Yeah, is he gonna I like murder that. Her?
1: See, that to me was just a, an indicator that they're all just terrible friends to each other.
2: Yeah, like they're just is-
1: like, oh yeah, she'll drop us at the she'll drop us at the first piece of ass that comes to the door.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Kathy says it wistfully, like, "Good, that b- is going to be gone, so I can start taking the spotlight." Mm. And Pete's like sad because he thinks that because he's he a can- sad sack. Yeah, and he controls her, and how dare she like have sexual feelings for a man that isn't him.
0: And Kathy has no, like, she's really one-dimensional. She doesn't have any goals or aspirations other than to have sex with her best friend's love interest. And, like, the bartender at the local, you know, bar has more characterization and depth than the main character's best friend, which is a problem.
2: Yeah, and I mean, when you think about it, Kathy is really just a sidekick. And she's giving sidekicks a bad name, I think. I, You're right. Okay, there needs to be a drinking game with this. Every time that
0: I agree with Sally Mander, yes. take a shot of the fireball. That's relevant.
2: <laughs> yes. uh, you're all going to be wasted.
0: God. There's another quote that stuck out to me, too, from this. Um, when Pete is talking to Rosalie to warn her about Tad's possible bad intentions, he says he doesn't want your goodness to rub off on him. He wants your ass to rub off on him. <laughs>
1: I'd, I'd like to really get into this one. Okay. Because he wants your ass to rub off on him. Does he want more ass? Does he want to like wear her ass as like a medallion? Does what? Like, like What? Like what is, what does this mean?
2: You're being ridiculous. I'm just,
1: I'm just asking, the, I'm just asking the important questions here.
2: Pete has a point, but fuck off Pete.
0: Well, when I imagine someone's ass rubbing off on someone, I'm imagining like a dog like scooting its butt along a carpet, like trying to rub its butt off on someone. So now I'm just imagining Kate Bosworth rubbing a poopy butt on Ted Hamilton. And it's really gross. Thank Um, you for that.
1: I think we can all agree, though, that Pete, though, right? Yeah, Pete. Pete sucks.
0: Yeah, there's an unhealthy power dynamic because he's her boss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they may have been best friends for 22 years, but he's now her boss. So professionally, not cool, dude. And also, he's like trying and, to hold it over her. Like, oh, well, like you can't work this shift. And it's and not stop cool. stop
2: like implying uh, stuff about her sexuality.
0: Yeah. Like talking about her ass. Like yeah. if, if there's someone that I am truly in love with, I'm not going to like flippantly talk about someone wanting their ass.
2: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Carnal treasure. Ugh. Need I say it again?
0: You just did. Yeah. True. Oh, what does Tad stand for? Tad Hamilton? They never say right.
1: Tad Tadrick.
0: Taddington. Tadman. I Tadson. thought Tad was short for Theodore, but I don't care enough to Google it right now.
1: Thaddeus.
0: Thaddeus. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not Theodore. I knew it began with a T H. Tatum.
1: Tatum. Tatum sounds it's right. Tadum. Yeah.
0: Like Tatum, like Channing Tatum. No, like
2: Adam.
1: But with a T. Tadum. Oh,
0: Tatum. Yeah. Okay.
1: Tatum. Yeah, like, like their cousin Tatum.
0: Yeah, Tatum. Yeah. Or maybe his name is just like Steve or something. Like because it no yeah. could just be a
1: stage name. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's
0: just yeah, it could be a stage name. I mean, my Oh, I just almost revealed my secret identity.
2: Oh, oh never mind. Okay. Everybody drink again. Oh,
0: damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll read the next section of this horribly written Wikipedia recap. Terrible. Yeah. On a phone call with his agent, Tad insists that he wants to turn over a new leaf, and he won't return to Los Angeles for a while. When he gathers Rosalie for a date, he leaves a positive impression on Rosalie's father, who had studied hard for the encounter. Yeah, he's like wearing like t-shirts to show that he's like into film and stuff. It's
2: it's pretty desperate. He's drinking a chocolate martini, mm-hmm. and he makes a visible grossed-out face after he sips it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cute though. Like it's, it, it's it, Gary Cole.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. dad cute.
0: Yeah, it's dad cute. Not to be confused with you and your dad relationship. How cute is it? Tell me. Well, you call him daddy all the time. And? He calls you princess. And? You're obsessed with each other.
2: It's Adorable. Seems,
0: no, it seems unhealthy.
2: Unhealthy?
1: He's got a point.
2: What?
0: Yeah, like... You can't do anything without daddy's permission, or all I wanna do is make daddy happy, or I'm just gonna kill thirty million people because daddy wants me to. Like, make up your own mind. You're What's not wrong slave. with any
2: of that?
1: Breach Buck. Ugh.
2: Okay, you're just jealous.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. I I'm not gonna get into Freud. Never mind. Okay. So what does it say next? Pete tries to stop their date by reporting them for illegally parking. He tries to convince Rosalie that Tad is using her. Despite all of Pete's efforts, Rosalie and Tad grow close over the next few days.
2: Okay. Parking. (laughs) Exactly. We have to talk about that. So Tad and Rosalie walk out of a movie and Tad's like, what do people around here do next?
1: she's like, go to the diner, which they've already been to.
2: And he's like, yeah, we already ate 15 minutes ago. And then he's like, well, what else? And she's like, well, we could go to blah, blah point. And he's like, and what do people do there? And she looks up at him from under her eyelashes with her two different colored eyes and says. Park. Park. (laughs) Park. Just say.
1: All I got to say is careful where you park, kids, because accidents cause people.
0: <laughs> I, I had to think about that. But you are correct. That's why you should use Montgomery Industries Force skin. Force Field condoms. I'm just kidding. It's still not a sponsor.
2: Forcefield. I
1: still got him to say it, though, didn't I?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It says, in a bar, Pete corners Tad in the men's room after conceding that Rosalie is in love with Tad. He corners him while Tad Hamilton is taking a sh- Hey, wait! Not everyone sits down to poop. He could
0: just like to sit when he pees. Wait, who doesn't
2: sit down to poop?
0: No, I. <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, <laughs> oh God.
1: You really backed into that one. Yeah, I you,
0: really, but. I really did back into that one. I mean, like some people, not me, people I might know, don't like to stand up to pee, so they sit to pee. Um, even if you know their antlers hit the sides of the stall and it's really awkward. Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yes, he was probably pooping. And he
2: was at least trying to. Yeah, we trying just to something about our pal over there.
1: Let's see. So Pete tells him that she's more than a wholesome small town girl. This is this is very strange to me.
2: Uh, just is he th- a dad? He's,
1: yeah, he sounds like he's her dad again. Uh, that's that's not how I would address a person that I'm attracted to or talk about them. Um, so that's that's also weird that he you know yeah, but anyway she's not a wholesome small town girl but a wonderful person with a kind of beauty a guy only sees once <laughs>
2: <sighs> vomit
1: guys never left west virginia means he's gonna be hung up on her forever guy sounds like a real incel uh let's see He explains her six smiles that reveal her emotions. And honestly, as sweet as it is to like, notice this kind of thing, I guess, it came off as real creepy when he was talking about it. He's looked at her face way too much.
0: Yeah. Wait, 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 I have to cut you off before we keep going on. What? This has skipped over so much. First of all, it doesn't say that Ted bought a house, bought a farm.
2: Like, in that area. Boy bought a farm.
0: Yeah, he, like, bought a farm, and then Pete and Kathy tag along with Rosalie to go over there, and then, like, in a weird, like, sort of machismo, like, kind of macho show-off toxic masculinity fest, Pete's like, I can show you how to do some chores. So, uh, they take out some axes, and...
1: He gets his ass handed to him.
0: Yeah, he, like, it's like a wood chopping contest at first, and let's just talk about that. I did not hate the view during the wood chopping scene.
1: Eh, my abs are better. He could chop my wood, if you know what I mean. You want him to cut off your penis with an axe?
2: Ooh, I could do that! Ugh, never mind. No, seriously, I want to. Okay,
0: yet another reminder as to why you're not here in person for this recording. You're no fun. Before the axe stuff, there was milking. Um, <laughs> they, they were like, I'll show you how to milk a cow.
1: But and he then, said essentially nipple. He couldn't find the word teat.
0: Yeah. He did not know the word teat. It was weird. But then like Josh Jamel was like very sensually, yes. sexually like milking this cow. And it, I don't know what it is about milking. That's phallic other than the fact that you're tugging on something and white stuff squirting out, but that's not
1: really that but, phallic. But
2: yeah, what else? Yeah. I mean,
1: he also said, look at, t- look at that nice creamy milk.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You said you're making making daddy thirsty or something. Yeah, that made that
0: really sexual. And I have to say, I might have a lactose problem sometimes, but I wanted some milk right then and there. Not alone. Yeah, damn. I know I keep bringing back things that the recap has skipped over, but can we talk about that commercial that we saw in the background where it was a quick clip from a interview where Tad's like, Oh, yeah, I was 12 when I had sex with a
2: 30-year-old.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
2: Things breeze by that. That was supposed to make him more hot? Yeah, like, I, like was he abused? Like, was, I was sexually assaulted I mean, at 12?
1: Consent at that age doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> right, so, like, this shows the time that the movie came out. Definitely, it, it you know, reflects upon... That mindset that like oh yeah like if a boy has sex with someone older even if he's twelve then it's cool
2: yeah um what the f- yeah that I mean toxic are we agreeing
1: I mean, again I like older take women. take a
2: drink uh,
1: I mean I like older women but that's that's pushing it way too far
2: you're not twelve
0: more like twelve inches
2: hey ew
1: butt gets it
0: I do I. Seen you naked. Not on purpose, but we live
2: together. So. Whatever you like. Let's. Uh, this is disgusting. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, and then I know. I'm sorry. I keep beating a dead horse. Wait, no, that's you. You beat dead horse. <laughs> um, just beating a dead horse here. But uh. when they are driving to the farm, they also say, and I quote, the only thing they grow in California
1: is breasts. That makes
0: no sense.
1: Number one. Are we just going to completely skip over how awesome avocados are? Oh, yeah, I love
2: avocados. Come on, guys. And
1: second, you don't grow a fake breast. It's implanted.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
0: they don't grow breasts there. That's bullshit. Yeah, now I want some avocado toast. Son of a (laughs) Okay, my notes that I took have now caught up to the recap. It left off
1: with the six smiles speech. Pete makes Tad swear not to break Rosalie's heart. When Rosalie is in Tad's hotel room, his agents appear and inform him that the director has cast him in that film from earlier. Yeah, so he was, he was, what did they say? He was taking a breath. He was trying to figure out if he wanted to cast him in the movie. Tad is overjoyed and convinces Rosalie to accompany him to Los Angeles by employing Pete's six smiles speech. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was, was pretty messed up. That he, was shady. Even he, his
2: abs can't make up for that. Shit. Yeah, that's, I mean
1: that's manipulative. Maybe.
2: Let's watch that scene again and find yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, take a shot. We agreed again.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, yeah, we can agree on his abs. That's that's something. Yeah, yeah.
2: After a rousing speech about great love by Angelica. Wait. Wait, this is the first time this recap
0: mentions Angelica. The last paragraph. The last paragraph. What? And it's introducing... Oh, wait, sorry. I interrupted you before it actually characterizes her. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: She's a barmaid with a crush on Pete. Pete rushes to Rosalie, confessing his love. She is confused and resolves to still travel to California with Tad. On the plane, Tad fails to identify one of Rosalie's smiles and then confesses his lie, prompting her to return home.
1: Okay, okay. First of all, I, I want to address something. You've been here the whole time, <laughs> and complaining about the patriarchy, and yet you called a very successful bartender a barmaid.
2: I didn't call her that.
0: I read it. Yeah, it says barmaid in the recap that well, we're reading.
1: You could have you corrected it.
0: You could have corrected a lot of s***. First of all... When Pete rushes to confess his love and then forcibly kisses her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without consent.
2: Without asking. He just smushes his face into her mouth. Yeah. um,
0: He's, I'm assuming, partially intoxicated at, at this point, too. Oh, yeah.
2: He's slammed down whiskey or whatever brown liquor she's pouring him at mm-hmm. the bar.
0: And then she is like, oh, guess what? I love you. And then he's like, okay, cool. And then he just leaves. Like, he doesn't acknowledge the fact that Angelica says that she loves him. She's like... You're my Tad Hamilton. And what your am- heart
2: breaks. Yeah. My heart breaks.
1: Angelica deserved better.
0: Yeah. And Sal, you don't even have a heart. So I don't even That's understand. What
2: I, I know. Yeah.
0: Angelica is the heart and soul of this film. She needs a spinoff. Agreed. All right. So, uh, I mean, I still don't see why we're supposed to root for Pete. Was it the six miles speech that was supposed to
2: endear us to him? I guess. In the puppy dog eyes, like whenever she appears. So... <laughs> In our final chapter, Rosalie runs to Piggly Wiggly and to Pete's where Angelica tells her how Pete feels and that he's going to Richmond to escape his heartbreak. Rosalie then drives furiously towards Richmond to find Pete. In a manner similar to that of the opening scene, Rosalie and Pete exit their cars and Pete asks her to dance. That is a terrible description of what happens. Yeah,
1: they skip the whole part where she she drives like a maniac to Pete's apartment or house or whatever, and Angelica is there, and Angelica's packing up his stuff. He th- this this f- boy manipulated this woman's love for him. This
2: angel named Angelica. It's in the name. Come on.
1: Manipulated her into packing up his sh- because he was too much of a sad sack to do it before he moved to go to college. What the fuck, dude?
2: The movie also wants us to think for a moment that Angelica and Pete did some Because oh, she answers the door.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Rosalie comes to the door and she answers it and she's all like, oh my god.
2: I I'm think, too late.
0: Yeah, I'm too late. But then uh angelica's like don't worry i'm just packing up his stuff so pete emotionally manipulated her knowing that knowing at this point that she loves him to be like oh yeah i'm so sad about this one girl that i'm moving away could you box up all my shit
2: for me i know have you ever moved it fucking sucks when you don't have six butlers to do all your packing for you
0: i could Imagine. not relate to that yeah i mean like what if you only have five butlers instead of
1: six right
2: that would be a big inconvenience.
1: Yeah, honestly, a lot less bags get moved at once. It's just it 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 increases it by a significant margin.
0: Um, so I want to know too how fast he moved. That was like four hours ago, right? Like True. he literally made the decision to move, found a place to move to, and then packed up a lot of his stuff and left in like four hours. Like, where is he living? Is he going to be living in his car?
1: I mean, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me. He's just that sorry for himself. Also, also, can we talk about when she took Kathy's car, she took it first to Pete's house and then drove across state lines doing like a hundred miles an hour.
2: How's Kathy getting home from work? Yeah. Did anyone ever think about that?
1: No, but we don't
0: care about Kathy enough to really
1: care, right? No, she just
2: gets ugly hair, ugly clothes, no car.
1: It's not about the Kathy of it all. It's the principle of the thing. These people are all terrible to each other.
2: Yeah, it's
0: true. Okay, so I'm trying to think of like the characters' arcs. Kathy didn't grow at all cuz she's one-dimensional. Pete didn't grow as a person. And even though she's like really childish at first, I think at the end Rosalie is still pretty childish. So like the only one who actually grows and learns in the entire film is Tad Hamilton mm-hmm. because he true. gained the awareness that he shouldn't lie to her and came Came clean and was honorable and told her that he stole
1: Pete's smile speech. So. He turned his private jet around. Do you remember that one time that you forgot your contacts and dad had to turn his around?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was pissed.
1: It's not easy. Yeah,
0: that feels no. expensive, right? I would imagine.
1: If anything, Pete devolved.
0: And then
2: got rewarded for it.
0: Yeah. F- this movie.
2: Yeah, why did he get what he wanted for being a little
0: can we just watch the movies that Tad Hamilton made instead of the movie about Tad Hamilton like can, can we, we just, just
2: watch Tad Hamilton totally
0: naked agree. yes yeah um let's say maybe the actor after realizing that he is a manipulative boy actor who uses his own movie lines to steal girls not steal he's not kidnapping it's not that true crime parody um that you really want that I really want to see that true crime yeah story so after he uses those lines and you know gets girls into bed, And he realizes he's, you know, not a good person for doing that. Um, Maybe now in the future, he changes his career and becomes a porn actor. And then now we can just like watch him bang a ton of chicks without any sort of preconceived notion. And
1: that's it.
2: That's the movie we need. You know what?
1: I, I love that journey for him. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Game recognized game. I'm trying to think of like a
0: fun parody of that, like... Win a date with Go-Nad Hamilton.
1: <laughs> Nads Hamilton.
0: Nad Hamilton. Win a date with Nad Hamilton.
1: Win a date with Slam a ton
2: Or win a f- with Ted Hamilton. Naked Josh Demel. f***ing.
1: That, Honestly, great title.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were going for like a play on words parody it sort does, of. I mean
1: right but but you know in sally's defense it gets right to the point
0: exactly it does yeah his point what you
1: see (laughs) is what you get
0: (laughs) which is a lot of yes yeah so much
2: remember when sorry i'm going back but uh, because i was thinking about his ass but remember when her friend says he's got ass like cement Or abs. Yeah, it was was either abs like cement or ass like cement. Regardless, do you
1: want any part of your body to be like cement?
2: No, not your body. You're like the person you want to like cement. You can't grab it. You
1: can't. It's brittle. It's unforgiving. It's
2: Well, like I
0: get the expression like abs of steel because that has some sort of like sexy, sexy connotation. Shut up, Linus. But I just I don't understand abs of cement. Me
2: either. I really think it was ass. Either way it doesn't work. Yeah, maybe like-
1: maybe that's why he was sitting down at the restaurant, the bar. When he went to go "finger quotes poop" at the bar, maybe his ass is made of cement. He he can't actually stand up to pee for some reason. It's just his, his prostate is clench between the
0: no maybe that's why he i mean has... that's
1: headcanon for me
0: yeah maybe that's why he has good abs and good core strength because he has to hold up all the weight of his <laughs> of his concrete ass
1: totally that's it i, I, I solved think, it i think that's what she means solved it does
0: he have a superpower like we do like he has rock hard literally rock hard ass yeah Let's like you bring could him on. bounce a dime off of that and then the dime might get chipped because the ass is so hard
2: yeah there you go i mean i'll test that for us i volunteer
0: Wait, if it's cement, then it might be fireproof, too. How do you feel about that? I'll test that
2: as well. Okay, okay. It's a risk that that his ass is willing to take. I'm willing to take one for this team that I'm a part of with you guys. I mean... Let's let's not go that far. Yeah, no, definitely (laughs) not a team. Okay, so we've discussed the
0: film and all of the toxic masculinity therein. Um, And I guess we need to give it a rating. So every one of these Blockbuster movie episodes, uh, I have one of the, uh, you know, I have my guest give it a rating based on their power. So, Sally, since you since you create fire, maybe let's, I don't know, rate this out of fireballs. Out of five fireballs, how many fireballs do you give when a
2: date with Tad Hamilton? Five fireballs for hotness. One for plot and
0: execution. Speaking of fireball, anyone playing along with the drinking game? I really hope that you were not listening to this podcast while driving. But yeah, I think...
2: You should be up to about eight by now. I mean,
0: we agreed at least four times. so that's, I think it was more. That's at least four shots. Yeah, you should be... In like less than an good. hour, so
1: yeah. If you were listening to this podcast, you're probably asleep.
0: For the six people that listen to this, good for you for sticking all the way to the end. Congratulations. You win no award, but, yeah, that's it. You get nothing. Sorry. You get a buzz. Yeah, yeah, you get a buzz from the fireball. If you didn't have fireball, then, I don't know, maybe go back and re-listen with, like, gas station vodka. Anything, really, that will burn the throat and get the mind fuzzy. That's all you need. Anything
1: really flammable.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can't all be people that set others on fire, Though I have been called the flamer in my own right, and I don't appreciate that. Since Sally gave it a rating, Linus, let's see, what do you think this deserves out of five? What's a horse term? Uh, trots? No, that makes me think of like when you poop, like you got the trots. Um, canters, out of how many canters will you give this film?
1: Overall, I'm going to give this movie five canters out of five. Why? Five out of five.
2: Five canters. Well
1: I'm speechless.
2: You like cement ass?
1: The cement ass is intriguing. No, I just just nostalgic for it, I guess. I don't know.
2: <sighs> okay. It's a well, simpler time. It was the John Mayer.
0: Yeah, uh the soundtrack. The soundtrack was not bad.
1: The John Mayer, the Liz Fair.
0: Um Well, as in the last two episodes, I have literally no good way to end these episodes. So, um, I guess I'm just stopping now, so I'd like to thank my guests, Linus Montgomery. Thank Ew. you, thank you for being here, and Sally Montgomery. You're f-ing and I hope you die and are arrested. Thank you. Bless for... you. I hope the police catch you soon, and that's that's it. Everyone, have a uh, a great day. Thanks. Bye.